You are listening to the Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio Show, Around Atlanta Edition. Showcasing the best of Metro Atlanta, our communities, the attractions, and the special events that make Atlanta great. Welcome to our virtual town square. And now, here are today's hosts. Good morning and welcome back to the Around Atlanta edition. I'm your host, Carol Morgan, and I'm joined in studio by my friend and co-host, Todd Schnick. First, we'd like to kick things off by thanking our show sponsor, New American Funding. It is great to have them as our partner in 2021, our 11th year on air. So thank you, New American Funding. And Todd, we're going to have a really fun conversation today. One of my favorite places to go in Rome, Georgia. And I think a lot of people just don't know this exists and they're going to be happy to find out about it. So, so. without any further wait, I want to introduce Stephanie Bradshaw. She is the owner and co-founder of The Stitchery in Rome, Georgia. So welcome to the show, Stephanie. And tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, thank you to both of you for having me on. Well, I'm a recent empty nester, and I cannot believe that I'm actually saying those words because it just seems like yesterday that I was in Athens going to school and I dropped my daughter off this summer and it just felt surreal. So she's a freshman at Georgia. My oldest just graduated from Auburn and is now living in Nashville. So I'm literally, everybody's flown the coop. I've got a fabulous fiance and he's a great support system and uh, helps me. Oh, I can do without him here at the stitchery. So that's a little bit about me. Yeah, oh, great. Well, we're so glad uh, that you carved out some time to join us. So appreciate uh, you spending some time with us. So the stitchery, what's it all about? What, uh, what should people know? Oh, gosh. Um, we're a little bit of everything sewing related. We opened nine years ago and we carry two brands of sewing machines, Baby Lock and Janome. We teach classes. We hold big events. We do one-on-one training with our people when they purchase a machine with us. And we are just here to support anything related to the sewing industry, embroidery. We do vinyl. We do a lot of different, I guess it all comes together, but there's a lot of wheels in motion with what I do. We offer a lot. And we started out on Broad Street in our beautiful downtown Rome and moved to this location five years ago. And as much as I love our downtown for people coming into our classes, bringing machines, my current space just works really well for that now. I have a nice parking lot that can walk right in and not have to worry about bringing a machine three blocks down Broad Street. So it's a great, fun business. I've been blessed by it. Uh, what a great area. And you're right. If you've ever had to fight with traffic in any small town, you know, we all love all the small downtowns and their restaurants and shops and stuff, but parking's always terrible. So it's so nice that you've removed that friction point for your customers. They can just park and walk right in. Well, as a fellow small business owner and female business owner, I'd like to know for you, what's the favorite part of owning your own business? Oh, I would say independence. It's given me a freedom that I didn't know that I really wanted or needed in life. And it just happened in a roundabout way with meeting my business partner um, that retired three years ago. And we did this together. And then when I assumed sole ownership, I got to see more aspects of the business and relying solely on myself. So I would say just that really independence is my number one thing. You work hard, you and you can play hard and reap the rewards but it also also falls all on me too <laughs> at the same time. So Yeah. 
running my own small business, uh, independence is probably my favorite thing too. So I absolutely appreciate what you're saying there. Well, walk us through what your typical customer looks like. Now, correct me if I'm wrong with what I'm about to say. I, I have a feeling in your business and the market that you would serve is probably been positively benefited from the pandemic and the lockdown and people having a little bit more time on their hands at home and and the world being a crazy place and needing something to kind of take their mind off things and focus on a on arts and crafts and embroidery. I, mean, I have a feeling this is a wonderful time to be offering these kinds of things. And we do need to slow down and take some more personal time. What a great way to do it. Am I close to the mark there? Or, yes, or? you're very close to the mark, Todd. The word typical doesn't really need to be in our vocabulary anymore with the pandemic and 20. It's what is typical now. But yes, it, it has presented challenges for every business, no matter what. But I would say 2020 brought out a whole new, maybe generation or people who love to sew, maybe stepped away from it for a time period and got back into it. And that started with the mask making. It was just incredible that people wanted to help. They, And that's really, I think, what started the sewing trend was the mask making. Then the second one might have been hobby. You know, hey, I'm staying at home now. I'm in lockdown. I need a hobby. And they took to sewing or took it back up. So that's where when I say a typical customer, that's really changed in the past year and a half. I have people that are beginning that are 12 years old to 65 years old who suddenly just want something to do. I've recently retired. I'm ready to get back to what I used to love. And then I have people who have their own businesses, embroidery businesses and t-shirt businesses. So I help support them by, you know, they're purchasing the machines from me, they're purchasing supplies, but yet they own their own business as well. So I really have a diverse customer base from children to older, 70, 75, 80. My future mother-in-law still absolutely loves it. She's 83 years old and this is what she does. And she absolutely loves it. That's her passion. She said, I don't know what I would do, you know, if I didn't have this to do. So typical, I just, I, I can't pick it up. Very broad. And for that, it makes life interesting, right? It's yeah. lots of different types of customers. I always like to say that there's nothing normal in my life, except for the dishwasher has a normal button on it. So I use that as much as possible because it's there the only go. gauge I have of normal, right? Yeah, well, I agree. You know, with such a broad range of customers and clientele, I know you've got a, a lot of different classes that are kind of in your repertoire of classes, but I know you offer some basic classes for people who've maybe never sewn before. So kind of talk about what classes you have coming up and, um, you know, what the different levels are. Yeah. So when you purchase a machine from us, where your complimentary basic uh, sewing class comes with your purchase. And then we help support your purchase by ongoing classes. So monthly, we have an embroidery class where people bring their own machines. For most of our classes, people bring their own machines. And we do embroidery, sewing, quilting. We do machine sewing basics where we show you no matter what brand of machine you have, we show you the basics of your machine and basic sewing features of your machine that just would help you in everyday life. You know, how to sew on a button or put in a zipper or take up a hem. And then in, well, November, we do have our embroidery classes. And then December, we've got a couple fun things planned for gift giving 
to help people just create gifts for people for the holiday season. So people can actually buy sewing machines from you. Now, see, I'm going to date myself here. So uh, as we record this, I'm 52 years old. And so I was in grade school in the 70s. And every mom of every friend I had in every house I would visit, they had a sewing machine. It, it was, it was, my mom and dad had this antique singer yeah, unit that it would sit on. I would sit there and I would be pedaling on the, on the pedal. I'd just have fun with it. And then I feel like we, that went away and then it just wasn't common to see sewing machines anymore. And maybe that speaks to culture. Maybe that speaks to the ease, ease of getting clothes delivered to you or all that. I mean, it just strikes me that it's coming back and in that for all the reasons we've already talked about, but there are people that I would ask you who, who would probably not think that they, they sold and even made sewing machines right. or talk about how that's kind of come back. And then that's it's pretty popular again. Well, it is. And I, I, I date myself too. I'm a couple of years older than you. And I remember my grandmother sewing like Barbie clothes for me. Mm-hmm. And my mom, she had no interest in it. I dabbled a little, but didn't really enjoy it after home ec makes you do all, you know, put in zippers and ruffles and all these crazy things when you're a junior in high school and you have no, no idea what you're doing. But I think that you referred to the readiness of clothes now that, you know, maybe apparel sewing isn't quite the thing it once was because I remember, you know, I have customers now, my, my mom made all my clothes. My mom made my bridesmaids dresses, my wedding dress. And you just don't really hear that much anymore. Right. Right. But sewing in general, when we're talking about creating, I mean, people are making bags, they're embroidering shirts, they're making craft type items. So that's where I think we're seeing yeah. a big surge in that. And Pinterest, I think, has a <laughs> lot to do with the creativity there that we, what we have at our disposal now versus many moons ago is just totally different. And sewing machines are computers, so they can do almost anything. I'm waiting for them to make coffee and pour me a glass of wine, but it's not there yet. (laughs) Not quite there, huh? Well, you know, it's so fascinating. You mentioned home ec. I think part of the reason that people don't sew as much now is, you know, all those home ec and vocational classes left high school for so long. I think they're coming back now, but, you know, kids didn't learn to sew in high school, so they didn't really use it for anything moving forward. But yeah, I'm just like you. My mother made bridesmaids dresses and prom dresses and wedding dresses and matching outfits for me and my sister when we were little. And golly, some of my favorite pictures of us are wearing those dresses or wearing those outfits. So, you know, great memories there. And I and, think a lot of, you know, it's a time thing now too. We're all oh yeah a lot busier. So all of that, we're making other things, but we all have those fond <laughs> memories of, a lot of us in our generation of your grandmother or your mother making yeah. it for you. Yeah, we're making uh, making emails now, I think. <laughs> so exactly. well, talk, t- a, yes. <laughs> yeah. talk a little bit about, I guess there's this kind of a two-part question, but for the people who come into your shop regularly, so they're on everybody's Christmas list, right? Nobody knows what to get them for Christmas. So, so what are some of your suggestions for the crafty people who are already your customers? And then, you know, for those same customers who are looking to make some holiday gifts, what are the suggestions for those? Well, when a husband walks in, I always say there's always room for another machine, right? Just like you need another golf club or you need another fishing pole, you know, there's always room for another machine. So no, but in all seriousness, 
great basic sewing notions. I, I could name some things that you would have no idea what they were. So it would be better if I had a visual, but I would say just a rotary cutter when we think about that. When people who are new to sewing or haven't sewn in a long time, they were used to using scissors. Right. You may use a rotary cutter and I'm like, cut this fabric with a ruler in a matter of seconds. They're like, what? I need one of those. So I would say good sewing arsenal. You need a good ruler. You need a rotary cutter. Some night they make pens now that are heat proof. So press something while, you know, it's still pinned or pens aren't going to melt. And that I'm talking about a flathead pen. And then there's another type of pen that you can use for marking that's a heat array. So if you needed to draw a line on something and sew on it, and then you just touch it with an iron and it disappears. So there's a few of the things I can think of off the top of my head. And then of course, there's always a gift card and fun things like that, where you can always come in and buy what you want, right? (laughs) What are the the popular sewing machines now? I mentioned Singer at the top of of the show, but if I was pursuing this hobby or and I walked into your shop, what would be the the machines that you would that you would guide people to? Yeah, so I originally started with a brand called Baby Lock, and they're a third generation American owned company out of St. Louis. And then recently in March, I brought on Janome, and they're both fabulous machine lines. Uh, Singer is still around. I still get a lot of them in for repair, but it's just not the same company, you know, that it used to be. They're not in retail stores or or they're not independent retailers anymore like Singer used to be. So those are the two brands I carry. And I would say probably the most popular one given pandemic and mass making is really my entry level machines. I saw a huge surge in 2020 and just our $299 to $499 range. And we, I'm just now slowly getting a lot of those back in stock. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, late, gosh, I would say spring, we saw that the supply chain really dwindled down and we were making forecasts on what we felt we might need in the future. So I'm finally getting some of those entry level machines back in. But well, for good. this year, I would, typical year wouldn't be an entry level, but this past year, I think going back to all the new sewers and the pandemic, we're seeing all the entry-level machines. Me, and I created a new generation of sewers. That's right. New American Funding is committed to delivering home loans on time while providing five-star service. Their 14 business day close guarantee and fully underwritten pre-approval gives you an unbeatable one-two punch impossible for sellers to ignore. For more information on New American Funding, call 678-898-3540. That's 678-898-3540. It's a great segue into where I was going to inquire next. Another theory of mine that I would love for you to comment on is... You know, we talked about the ease of getting clothes. I, I can go on Amazon as soon as we finish recording and I can have a new top shipped to me probably same mm-hmm. day. And the problem is, is that people say, well, because it's so easy, they get more clothes than they need and they end up uh, tossing it or, or trying mm-hmm. to give it to goodwill. And then most of the clothes that exist are never, are, they're never really recycled and donated again because there's just so much of it out there. Is our focus on 
reducing waste and, and reuse of, of materials mm -hmm. and thinking about climate change and, and single-use plastics, this whole, this whole conversation about uh, reducing waste in the world speaks to clothes too. I, I think I've read somewhere that once the biggest items of waste are things related to the clothing industry. And is there a trend where people are trying to be more mindful of that and perhaps make their own clothes versus just feeding into this industrial morass of all this unused clothes out there. I mean, I, I, I'm rambling is what I'm doing here, but it seems to me this is being more mindful, more thoughtful in kind of managing this process yourself seems to be incongruence with kind of where we are is trying to be more mindful of the earth. Yeah, I see your perspective on that. I think apparel is such a hard thing because like you referred to, it's disposable for one and we can get it next day. So am I going to spend 12 hours on a top? Probably not. So that's where I feel like apparel is a little bit harder. And I'm, I'm going to spin it a little bit on you that what I haven't mentioned when it comes to sewing is the quilting, the, the mm -hmm. gifting of, you know, we focused on what we knew was, hey, they were making clothes, but now people are making quilts. And when you make something for somebody, it is truly, it's a gift of love. I mean, most people give everything away that they mm -hmm. make. Rarely are they keeping something that they've made. And that's where I feel like maybe we are getting away, not getting away, that apparel may come back. I mean, I have a couple of friends who have um, brought in apparel in their shops because I don't carry apparel fabric. I carry mainly quilting fabric, so which is 100% cotton, and you can do apparel with it. But I would say for children, it would be more feasible for child garments. But just the quilting aspect of it all. I mean, how many things do, can you think of that you buy a big piece of something and then you cut it into 100 pieces and you sell it back together? <laughs> right. <laughs> that didn't really happen with many things that we buy. So I feel like that's where the appreciation of the industry um, and what it means and that maybe you and I, you know, the three of us here thought something different many moons ago. And now we have a new appreciation of what amount of time it took for your mom to make two matching dresses. Right. And, you know, we have an appreciation of the time it takes to put something together. And when it's gifted, you know that there is love behind it, that it was easier than just buying something off the shelf. It took time and effort and love to create it. Well, we're talking about those two dresses today. The 4,000 tops you've had in between those and now, <laughs> we're not talking about those anymore. I mean, no. So there, there, there's, there's something to be said for the handcrafting of this and the devotion and the, and, and the time. And I think there's a market of people who are looking to spend more quality time on, yeah. on this kind of a passion project. And I think, it's, I think the timing of this and what you're doing and the services and the, and the market that you're serving is, I think, I think it's an opportune opportunity to be out there and available. So I think there's a yearning for people to want to be able to put more love and time and care and, right. into things like this. So Right. And hands-on, you know, retail is changing, but there's still something to be said, walking in a shop, getting advice, having guidance, right, um, being taught, you know, that's not as easily done over yeah. the internet. I need for you to stay and stay in business and keep selling things until I retire because then I'm going to take up quilting. I think it'd be so much fun to learn yeah. how to quilt. And I guess it's so much easier now with the machines that do so much of it for you versus, you know, having to sit there with your quilting group and your needle and thread. 
know. What's the fun in that? I think that would the point I'm trying to make. I think there's more people <laughs> yearning for that that slow process of it. You know, right. so I, I don't I mean, know. I, I agree. There's a little bit of both. Um, yeah. Hand sewing is portable. That's the nice thing about yep, it. Yep, it's true. Car, you can be on a plane. And you can travel. I mean, I have people who travel with their machines and their RV, so it's completely doable to have a machine in an RV, but there is something to be said for handwork too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. Well, also congratulations are due. I know that you were recently featured in the UGA alumni magazine and that you've made their Bulldog 100. Um, I think it was 2018 and 2019. Congratulations to that. And, you know, give us some tips to what do you owe your success? Uh, well, thank you um, for that. It was a fun article And it actually took place when I took my daughter to orientation Uh uh, for school. And it just felt um, surreal to think that here I am being interviewed by the Georgia Alumni Magazine. And I'm, you know, I think about my life when I was her age that I never would have envisioned that I would be sitting down um, talking to somebody about a business that I owned and then just thinking about what her future holds as well. So I was honored to be um, featured in their magazine. And as far as oh, defining success, another really hard thing, I would just say just grit and determination. And thankfully, I have a wonderful support system with and great role model and my mother and a fabulous fiance and two girls that have helped me grow this business and my fabulous employees. I absolutely could not have done it without them. And when my girls were, I guess they were nine and 12 when I opened. So they were coming to the shop with me and after school and, you know, they had, did their homework and they sat in the back and had their snacks and mm-hmm. the other job can you do that? You know, now it's done a lot. I'm, you know, now with the pandemic, you have to manage all this from home and have two children under tow. But I go back to the independence that that you know, we talked about earlier, it gave me the freedom to do what I wanted to do. And if, you know, I have made a nice living out of this and have just so grateful and blessed by my, my support system, my employees and you know, my fabulous customers, I wouldn't be anywhere without them. Well, cheers to you and congratulations, not only in the article, but on the success. And there's probably a small segment of the population that would say this is kind of an old school business, but I think we all know the world needs a lot of old school business right now. We need to slow down and take and appreciate the finer things and a slower pace of living in this, in this crazy mm-hmm. world. So I, I love what you're doing and, and respect uh, the success of the business. So congratulations to you, Stephanie, before we let you go, should anyone, uh, want to connect with you and ask you any questions. And uh, in case someone listens to this and says, you know what, this would be a great way for me to channel my passion and energy into something really neat and creative. How do they find you? So we've got our website, thestitcherierome.com. I've got an Apple app and an Android app now. So you can connect with me and shop directly from those apps as well. Instagram and Facebook. We're very heavy Facebook users. I think that my clientele likes Facebook. We're slowly getting into the Instagram vibe and uh, it will really be something if I start doing TikTok, but (laughs) (laughs) not doing TikTok yet. (laughs) How awesome that I talk about your old school business and then you you talk about your apps. Apps, yeah. (laughs) 
it is a different world. That is for sure. Oh, yeah. My machines, like I said, are computers. So I can design something on my laptop and wirelessly send it to a machine that's 25 feet away from me or to it. And there's my design and we're ready to go. So it's not your grandpa singer. And thus, uh, this can appeal to virtually everybody. Mm -hmm. So, all right. Stephanie Bradshaw, the owner and co-founder of The Stitchery. Stephanie, great to have you. Thanks again for stopping by and good luck to you. All right. Thanks, Todd. Thanks, Carol. You're welcome. All right. Well, that wraps this week's Around Atlanta edition. On behalf of our show sponsor, New American Funding, my co-host, Carol Morgan, I am Todd Schnick. That is all the time that we have for today. Thank you for tuning in and listening. And we look forward to seeing you again here next week. We'll see you then. Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio is sponsored by New American Funding and made possible by Denim Marketing, the publisher of Atlanta Real Estate Forum, Atlanta's favorite source for real estate and home building news. Denim Marketing is a comfortable fit, like your favorite pair of jeans. Denim Marketing tailors marketing strategies to meet your specific needs and niche. Try them on for size. They will work to create a perfect fit for your company's marketing program. Call them at 770-383-3360 or send an email to info at denimmarketing.com. For more information on Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio or to inquire about being a guest, contact info at atlantarealestateforum.com. Check out the radio show by visiting atlantarealestateforum.com or by listening to the show on your favorite podcast app. And if you enjoyed today's broadcast, we'd sure appreciate a rating and review on iTunes. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next time on Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio.